Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back. George Norrie with you along with Craig Hewlett. His latest book is called Corporatism and Empire, A Philosophy of Fascism. And his website is linked up at coasttocoastam.com. We'll take calls with Craig next hour. Craig, uh, horrible situation in Iran. Protesters uh, protesting the price of fuel and hundreds. And I think the number is much higher than what was reported. They reported 200, but I think it's probably higher. Gunned down by their military how long can that country sustain that kind of action within? Oh, pretty much forever. Oh, gosh. Iran is, has got one of the largest, most well-trained militaries. It spent 10 years in a full-blown war with Iraq. It didn't defeat Iraq, but Iraq didn't defeat Iran either. Um, they do have chemical weapons. They don't have biological. They don't have nuclear weapons at this time. But again... As a nation state, where the, uh, the sovereignty exists at, at the state level, which means nothing more really than, and this is a leftist viewpoint, which I don't necessarily hold all the time, but the, the left would describe sovereign, a sovereign nation as that the nation holds the exclusive power to the use of force. And Iran exercises that force. But, you know, Iran is hardly the worst nation in the region. One of the other things in a recent white paper that I've had to publish to my client base, because some of them travel, was the absolute ridiculous number of beheadings, upside-down crucifixions, outright crucifixions, stonings that take place in Saudi Arabia and Kuwait on a regular basis. Oh, my God. And it's in, it's in the hundreds right now each year. But I suspect uh, we're only getting half the story. My guess is it's far more than that. But, you know, there's no country in the Middle East that has our kind of constitution or our ability to claim, and I say claim, that we're free and, and sovereign people. We're not. We have no right to claim that other countries don't have sovereignty when we no longer are a sovereign nation state. We don't take our orders, our realistic orders, the things that matter, about the things that matter. Congress is supposed to decide. They're supposed to conduct foreign trade. They're supposed to issue the coin and then the money of the realm. Congress has abdicated its, its authority on almost every single thing, and it still does today. It just passed one of the worst pieces of legislation since the late 80s, in 33 years of history, the 2018, which was passed almost Christmas Day um, on 2017, and Trump signed it into law, 2018 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. All you ever heard was that it was supposed to create jobs. It didn't. It did not. It was supposed to create an environment of investment by businesses. It didn't. And what it did do is it created an absolute windfall, 21% tax rate, down from 35% for corporations. Now the largest corporations have had at least one full year, and we're going into the second full year, where they will pay no income tax on remarkable amounts of profit. They said Trump wouldn't sell out the country. He did the first year. Almost to the date of Christmas Day, they voted, the House and the Senate 
voted for this tax bill, and then the media went along and promoted it that it was for you and I that we would get tax breaks. We got little tiny, tiny little ones, tax snippets, breaks. snippets of tax breaks. They got a twenty. They're down to twenty-one percent minimum income tax. That, that's the maximum they can be charged now. The, the largest multinational corporations, United Technology, Amazon, Netflix, pay no income tax now. That's why we have the largest deficits growing at 30% every year. Heck, those, co- those companies alone should pay the tax and sub- subsidize the working man and woman. Exactly. If we were sovereign, our representatives would vote that way. But we are not sovereign, and they're not sovereign. They voted away their sovereignty. So if they voted away their sovereignty, who represents the American people in House and Senate? That would be nobody. What's your take on this impeachment proceedings? I I think the House will vote to impeach. It'll go to the Senate for a trial. I think it'll just languish there. Nothing will happen. But what's your take on that, Craig? Well, you know, I don't do current events, and I could care less about Donald Trump. That's what everybody just got that so wrong. You know, I, I get it that Donald Trump's a narcissist. Obama wasn't. <laughs> George Bush Jr. strutting down the aircraft carrier in a flight suit, pretending he flew the F 15 that landed. He wasn't a narcissist. Come on. Of course Trump's a narcissist. You can't get elected unless you are. So let's get over the fact that the president doesn't represent anything, and he can't do anything. Will he be impeached? Absolutely not. He may be, he may hold, uh, the House may hold the, the, the um, so-called hearings. They may censure him. They may even impeach him the way they did Bill Clinton, but they won't throw him out of office. No, that's not going to happen. That's they won't. They, they're not going to do it. But they're not not going to do it because there's not evidence, and or they're not not going to do it because they're Democrats and they're just doing this to get elected during an election year. They're not going to not do it for the reasons you and I would rather see them not do it. They're not going to do it for every president coming up. And it for could backfire on president. It could backfire on the Democrats, don't you think? I think it already has. I, I think they couldn't have handed a better victory to Donald Trump than to start yelling impeachment. You're right. I think you're right. Whether he's guilty or not, because, like I said, the same House and, and Senate voted to pass the legislation that grants the largest, wealthiest corporations on Earth, including the banks, the largest banks on Earth, that record record profits every year, now don't pay any income tax whatsoever. And by the way, when the press went after Netflix and Amazon for not paying income tax because their tax was reduced to 21% under the new tax law, they just laughed. They said things like, yeah, but we paid tax when we were in Italy. <laughs> we, paid ta- we paid the taxes when we were doing business in Germany. Helps them, sure. Yeah, those people are doing great. They got taxes. No, the IRS is going to continue going after the middle class because the largest corporations are making the rules that govern everything our House and Senate does. Our House and Senate have abdicated their authority to be sovereigns over this nation in our behalf. What's your take on China and the situation in Hong Kong? Uh, 
that's been brewing for a long time, and I really, really hope it doesn't get worse. But China has the ability and the capability, and I believe they have the will to do something under Trump that they would never dare do if we had a customary elitist from the ranks in the White House. If it doesn't happen in the next two years, it won't happen. China will back off. Hong Kong will go back to normal. But an awful lot of people are going to jail. Yeah. And they could get hurt, too. Yes. You know, that's that's the one of the quotes. Like I said, I, I use different people for this book. Because it goes back over 15 years. I was researching. Heck, you were, you were working on the book while you were on the shows with me during all these years. Yeah, and, then I, never, and I never used these quotes. I never talked about these people because I was holding it back to prove that we have a corporate empire, we no longer have a nation state, and you and I are no longer sovereign. That's the given in this book. That's the postmodern problematic, the third title of the book, Postmodernity's Problematic. That's the problematic. You and I aren't sovereign citizens anymore. We do not have representatives that are sovereign. And the corporations that are doing what they're doing throughout the world was written about by Ralph Peters called Constant Conflict from 1997 in Parameters magazine. Listen to what he said in 97. And I've lived with this since I put this in my book without ever mentioning it. He says, quote, and he was a, he was a full-blooded colonel, there will be no peace. At any given moment for the rest of our lifetimes, there will be a multiple conflicts in mutating forms around the globe. Violent conflict will dominate the headlines, but cultural and economic struggles will be steadier and ultimately more decisive. The de facto role of the U.S. Armed Forces will be to keep the world safe for our economy and open to our cultural assault. To those ends, our economy, and open to our cultural assault, to those ends, we will do a fair amount of killing. And we do, and we have. That's what I've been living with. Vice Admiral Robert Mueller, uh, General William Kip Ward, both said about AFRICOM in 2008 that AFRICOM's goal is to protecting the free flow of natural resources from Africa and the global market. We're not there to create democracy. We're there to see that the pipelines and the, and the roadways and the waterways, and that's why we took out Libya, because Gaddafi wouldn't let us go through Libya for the raw materials to every nation south of Libya. So Gaddafi had to go. Every nationalistic leader that represents his people, good or bad, good or bad, doesn't matter. They have to go. Was was Saddam Hussein trying to get off the dollar for petrol? Yes. That's another reason he got done in. And that's another reason why China and Russia and South Africa and Brazil are all talking about going to a dollar-based, not a dollar-based economy any longer, but even OPEC is talking now that the dollar-based OPEC maybe isn't going to survive either. Nobody wants to be dominated by the Federal Reserve note because they're being dominated not by America. Nope, not anymore. They're dominated by a corporate world 
who set up a system of international governing organizations, the IMF, the World Bank, Bank for International Settlement. They created it under a plan that was developed under Kennedy. Vincent Rock helped create it. He was national security guy. The Strategy of Interdependence is the title of his book. Uh, But they were thinking about creating the interdependence as a form of democracy throughout the world. This was usurped by the corporate world, and they're using that vehicle, this web of influence of international governing organizations like the WTO, which will dictate to U.S. companies, corporations, and individuals how you do business. And if you contest it, they'll sue you. Craig, say what you will about Jimmy Hoffa, but the one thing he really did do was try to protect the American worker. Yeah, and that's the other thing that's going to go by, by the way. In fact, it is going right now. The unions are going. The, the ones that are capable of surviving are UPS and FedEx right now, but that's until UPS and FedEx get taken over. Everybody is subject to a takeover because the new rules dictate mm-hmm. differently that's right. the corporate world. Most people don't understand. Corporations don't do business and aren't taxed and treated the same as individuals. If you form a corporation, whether it's a hundred million or a thousand million or or a trillion dollars, you do business under a completely different set of rules. When the Federal Reserve was created, which the Congress abdicated its authority to coin the money, when that took place, they also coincidentally, that's why Jack Metcalf hired me, He didn't believe in coincidence any more than I do. Did they coincidentally create the laws for foundations, trusts? Did they create the IRS the same day they created the Federal Reserve because they knew they were going to be collecting on the interest, on the debt that they would loan our government? Now the debt is the number one item in the budget, not defense. Catherine, interest. interest to the banks. Catherine Austin Fitz tells us, Craig, that $21 trillion is missing from the coffers. That's correct. Actually, though that wasn't the Levy Institute's um, correct figure, uh, they have a handle on it because it was turned over to the Levy Institute to investigate it because it's the only economic arm that's independent of the government. They're saying $43 trillion has left. Whoa. The Treasury. Double. And I have a readout. The first thing I did when I heard, I went to the Levy Institute. I asked them to send me a readout, a printout, of every corporation and bank that received money from the United States government. They received from $200,000 to $200 million. Basically free money, I guess. It's free money. They just literally printed the money through the Fed, through the Treasury, and gave it to everything that mattered throughout the world was bought and paid for. That's how they bought the world to go along with our corporate leaders running the empire and then using the Pentagon anytime they need to. If somebody opposes the person we put in power in the Congo, we call them terrorists, we kill them. Same with every nation throughout the world. And now throughout the world, the people that would most likely oppose them have been bought and paid for. 
When did we lose this? When did it happen? You know, you've got a guy that, that you put on every once in a while. You, it's a clip. It's a fairly good clip. He says that um, the elite, he thinks they're more dark and conspiratorial than I do, but it, it's not It's not without veracity. That, 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 that must say. be the uh, Jesse Ventura clip, I think. Okay. When, he, when he's arguing that these dark forces are out there and trying to create an empire, um, he says that they won't win. Okay. Going back 30 years, when I would give a lecture and start arguing that we have a corporate empire, people would raise their hand. They would say, well, they're not going to win. I said, you're not listening to me. It doesn't matter whether they win. It's that they'll try. And in that trying, they will use the Pentagon, and they will do, like parameters, like Ralph Peters said, we will do a fair amount of killing. And they are. And they are. I want to talk with you before the break about farm bankruptcies. What's happening there? Well, again, everybody that hates Trump and wants to see him impeached, they're doing it for political reasons. They're Democrats. I'm neither a Democrat or a Republican. So, uh, you, I mean, you happen to work for a Republican congressman then, but you were right down the middle. Well, I, I, would, I would only worked for him in one sense. When he hired me, I said, well, you're going to have to tell me what I have to do. And he said, you don't have to do anything except exactly what you do for a living, but give it to me first. Perfect. And I said, perfect. I'll do that. But it didn't make any difference. He really wasn't a Republican. Only a Republican could run against the Democrat in office and win. He was that pragmatic. Yep, yep. So I really didn't work for a Republican. I got a check from the Treasury by being an anarchist. <laughs> and he allowed me to publish the works and write his speeches that sounded very convincing as a Republican. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.